Welcome to Pocket Economics, a guide to changing lives. Our podcast about the ideas shaping the EBRD regions and beyond. I'm Venora Bennett, and today we're discussing private equity in emerging markets with our guest Chartai Burjan, Principal Economist at the EBRD. Private equity transactions have hit a post-financial crisis high this year. But what exactly is private equity? Private equity is a type of investment that allows investors to own private companies. Such investors pool their capital in funds and take ownership in companies with high growth potential or in need of a financial turnaround. Private equity investors usually have significant stakes in companies, stakes that entail control rights and the right to nominate directors. They usually adopt a very hands-on approach when managing their investments. Thanks for coming in, Chate. So, does that definition cover it? And tell me, what do private equity investors actually do while they're being hands-on? Yes, I think that definition is quite comprehensive. I should probably define a few more terms first, uh, because that will help everyone uh, understand this industry a bit better. Uh, first of all, they're the private equity firms. Um, they're also called general partners. So PE firms basically raise funds from investors such as pension funds or high net worth individuals, uh, and they buy equity stakes in companies. Uh, second, these investors that provide the funds to the PE firms, uh, they're called limited partners. Uh, these are the institutional investors, and they become indirect owners of these uh, portfolio companies. Um, what's interesting in the private equity in industry is that the managers of the PE firms are also um, owners uh, of this fund. So they actually have some skin in the game, uh, and they have real incentives to make sure that their portfolio companies are performing better. Um, now, lastly, these funds typically last around five to eight years. So during this period, what will happen is that the you know, private equity managers will be very hands-on. They might change uh, management. They may replace the CEO, CFO. Uh, they will try and uh, position the company in the market slightly better, help them with uh, things like brand development, uh, new products, new processes. Um, but they'll also help them with day-to-day -day operations like cash flow management. Um, managing inventories and uh, and the like. So at the end of this, let's say, five-year period, um, they will sell these portfolio companies onto other investors and they will return the money to the original investors. And how can private equity investments help companies? So th there are two main uh, ways they could help companies. Uh, the first is simply through the provision of risk capital. Um, so equity funding uh, that is long-term uh, and, and that uh, companies cannot access through financial markets, through the banks or the debt markets. Um, and the second one, uh, which is perhaps the more, more important way, uh, is that these PE companies provide uh, guidance and, and management. Uh, so what they do um, is they will help these uh, firms uh, reorient uh, themselves. Um, they're going to help the owners and the managers of these companies answer questions such as, you know, should I be purchasing any of my suppliers? Should I be purchasing competitors? Do I grow my company through uh, acquisitions or do I try and grow through increasing sales? Um, so these are the sorts of things where the PE firms will have the most value added uh, for the investees. And how can a startup company or an SME use equity? Should they be scared of equity funding or should they be embracing it? 
Um, I think they should view it as an opportunity to grow fast and, and try something that they have not tried before. Um, so this does, of course, pose some risks and there's the uncertainty involved. And I believe in most cases, the owners of smaller companies are afraid of giving up uh, control uh, because they have spent many years developing uh, this this company they grow too attached if you will um, but I think they should view equity funding as as the natural uh, next step in terms of their company's development um, they should view it as something that will help them grow the company beyond what they were able to do on their own uh, so of course there's some uncertainty involved but um, startup companies as SMEs they they will be able to use the equity to basically experiment uh, with some business strategies that they haven't been able to do so far. So it sounds a good thing. Is mm -hmm. it used enough? Um, it's, it's not used enough. Um, I think, uh, especially in our region, equity is quite scarce. Uh, but even in the developed world and advanced economies, what you find is that a lot of SMEs or startups, they will want to own their companies and they will want to manage them on a day-to-day -day basis. So giving up that control is, is very difficult uh, for most of these owners. And uh, what's impact investing and how does that fit into the picture? Yeah, so it means equity investments made into companies with the primary goal of generating positive governance, social and environmental outcomes alongside financial returns. So in this space, uh, typically, um, you know, you, you attract money from the investors because they care about the financial returns. But in the impact investing area, it's not just financial return we care about. We also want to create something positive uh, socially. We want to help companies um, become greener. Uh, so that is cutting down on carbon dioxide emissions. Um, you want to help companies be more inclusive. Uh, so that means uh, maybe employing uh, parts of the labor force uh, that have been uh, underrepresented so far. Uh, so impact investing has become quite popular right now because uh, equity and private equity are um, quite uh, special tools and, and they do allow you to uh, deliver these non-monetary changes that maybe a typical uh, bank loan will not be able to do. You're listening to Pocket Economics, the EBRD podcast on how economic ideas help change people's lives. I'm Venora Bennett, and today we're discussing private equity with our guest, Jatai Bejan. What are the recent trends in private equity, Jatai? Has private equity grown in emerging markets? Um, it has been uh, very strong recently in advanced economies. Uh, the picture is a bit more different in emerging markets. Uh, in 2016, both fundraising and investment were lower than what we observed in 2015. Uh, so far, the first half of 2017, obviously, there's, there's a pickup, uh, but we won't know until maybe early next year what the full picture for the uh, year is. There's definitely improvement, but I would stress that compared to Western Europe or the US, private equity in emerging markets has a uh, very long way to go. In terms of uh, the trends, I think it has been lagging. What kind of returns do people expect on private equity investments? 
Um, typically, they would expect double-digit returns um, because um, investors tie up their uh, funds for a long period of time. As I mentioned before, this could be anywhere from five to eight years in a typical fund. Uh, so they would like an additional premium uh, because they've been lending this money uh, for a long time. Uh, so the minimum they would expect to uh, see is around 10 12%. Uh, having said that, since the global financial crisis, uh, across the world, uh, returns have come down. And, and that has affected also the uh, private equity funds operating in emerging markets. And how important is it for the EBRD regions? How do they compare with other parts of the world? It's very important. Um, I think the BRD region is uh, quite good. Uh, it's been uh, very well connected with the rest of uh, West, uh, Western Europe in terms of um, uh, in terms of the banking markets, in terms of the debt markets. But when it comes to equity, there's uh, definitely a relative scarcity uh, of funds. And uh, compared with the rest of the emerging markets, such as China or Brazil or India, private equity in particular has been lacking in the region. Um, it, it is quite important as well because uh, most of our countries of operation are in uh, the middle income uh, level. And this is typically the stage of development where firms uh, will need this additional risk capital to grow, um, both within their countries, but also across borders. Uh, it's, it's, it's that stage where uh, the sources of funding move more from you know, the bank-based typical uh, bank loans uh, towards uh, equity funding. So for the EBRD region, I would say it's very important and, and we haven't uh, observed as, as, as much as we would like to. Are there pretty much the same opportunities for private equity in emerging markets and in developed markets, or are there, are there big differences between the level of opportunity? Um, I, I would say the main similarity is just in the model that focus uh, that focuses on the um, companies uh, that uh, grow uh, that grow strongly and that have uh, a management team or an owner open to developing further. Uh, but other than that, I think there are uh, a number of uh, a number of differences. Uh, in advanced markets, um, since you mentioned financial returns a bit earlier on, uh, you can always uh, borrow against a company's assets. You could use leverage to increase your uh, returns when you're exiting your investment. Obviously, in, in the EBRD region or in the rest of the emerging markets, uh, borrowing is costly. Uh, so that prevents um, the use of leverage in terms of increasing financial returns. And in terms of the opportunities, that means if you're operating in emerging markets, you have to target companies with very high growth potential, uh, and that can uh, basically grow through high revenues and, 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 and maybe acquiring other companies or reaching new markets. Uh, that may not be very possible in advanced economies. How can international organizations and multilateral development banks help? And what's the EBRD's role here? I think IFIs and uh, MDBs play a key role in, in attracting PE funding. Um, they're typically uh, one of the first investors in a private equity fund that will be investing in, uh, in the region, in, in emerging markets. Uh, their presence basically is uh, very it's a source of comfort for other institutional investors um, because um, EBRD and other IFIs can basically help share the knowledge that they've gained about the general partners themselves, but also uh, the region. Um, equally importantly, I would say, uh, for instance, in the context of EBRD, um, 
it helps uh, develop local capital markets and and it's it is an investor itself in some of the um, local exchanges in our region uh, and that basically helps PE funds exit their companies much more easily than they otherwise could um, the local capital market development is absolutely essential to attract more private equity capital into the region. Um, it's because it affects their exit opportunities. If uh, companies can list on the local stock market, uh, they will also uh, generate higher financial returns. So EBRD does help, not just um, uh, as an investor in the funds, but also what it does uh, separate to what, uh, what it does with the PE funds. So it's really something more people should be taking more notice of. Thank you very much, Shadtai. I think that's all we have time for today. If you're interested in learning more about this subject, you can find out more on ebrd.com. Meanwhile, share your thoughts with us at EBRD on Twitter and Facebook. Visit iTunes, SoundCloud and ebrd.com forward slash podcast to download previous episodes. We're now on the second season of Pocket Economics and the podcast is going from strength to strength with live events now a new way for you to get involved. Until next time, goodbye.